Welcome to the Prism Daily Podcast. Our hope is that by listening each day, you'll be refreshed by God's grace and encouraged in your faith. This fall, we'll be hearing each day a portion of the forthcoming audio and print book from our pastor, Chuck Ryer. Each day, Chuck will be reading through sections in concert with our sermon series on Prism Church's Values. You can hear the Sunday messages on this podcast channel. The Individualistic Collective God does see us as individuals, but we're simultaneously commanded to be part of a collective. Scripture says that he uniquely created each human being, lovingly pursues relationships with individual souls, and justly holds individual people responsible for their actions. At the same time, the Bible describes how these individual beings were made to depend on one another. Furthermore, the New Testament calls followers of Jesus to emulate his holiness and humility by putting the needs of others ahead of their own. There is a reason why God would be most glorified in an individualistic collective, and that's because he has always lived in one. The triune God is three distinct persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that has existed eternally in the Godhead a community that mutually serves one another and works in unity to bring glory to each other. Humanity wasn't created because God had a need for fellowship outside of himself. As Yale theologian Miroslav Volf has stated, the Christian God is not a lonely God, but as Father, Son, and Spirit, he was completely content in his own existence. However, that his glory might be seen and that he might have joy, God created human beings in his image and celebrated at the conclusion of creating man and woman by saying that what he'd done was good. He was pleased to create two people who needed each other and that they would have progeny who'd also be hardwired to need each other. In this mutual dependence and individuality, his glory and eternal attributes can be seen in us. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were interdependent and interpersonal. This was God's intention for human beings when they were created in his image. To live apart from community or think that you don't need others is to deny the very essence of the one you were created to reflect. Even knowing this to be true does little for those who have left the church and retain an element of emotional distrust of any Christian institution. It doesn't take too many bad experiences for us to determine that we'll no longer be gluttons for punishment. If I have a bad experience at a restaurant, I am likely never to return. The old adage rings true. We only get one chance to make a first impression. However, for many Christians, it wasn't a one-time visit that caused their exit. Instead, what has driven many from the local church is a series of negative encounters with a church environment that perhaps spoke of God's grace, but perpetually demonstrated very little of it. Most of us have had seasons during which we doubt, struggle deeply with besetting sin, or have been personally hurt by others in our church. While scripture says Jesus won't break a bruised reed, church people can be less concerned about giving bumps and bruises to each other. The late British theologian and author John Stott wrote, quote, One might say that the idle, the anxious, and the weak were the problem children of the church family, plagued respectively with problems of understanding, faith, and conduct. 
Every church has members of this kind. We have no excuse for being impatient with them on the ground that they are difficult, demanding, disappointing, argumentative, or rude. On the contrary, we are to be patient with all of them. Unquote. Genuine community is one where you have the freedom to be yourself. Unfortunately, many people would say that the church was the phoniest place in their world. While societal decorum may require us to not emotionally bleed all over others, the church is supposed to be a place of profound honesty that would result in encouragement found in patience and grace. The Apostle Jude wrote that the church was to be merciful to those who doubt. Unfortunately, many who I've talked with about why they've left the church said it was because of the marked lack of patience with each other. Some churches focus on the sins of others, but seemingly spend little time focusing on their own. Such inconsistencies generate doubt about the church's ability to demonstrate the grace they preach. Larry Crabb wrote, quote, Without a safe community, we will not own our brokenness. We will not provide others with the safety they need to own theirs. Community will be a competitive, demanding place where we feel the pressure to demonstrate that God has done more work in our lives than he has, unquote. For the Christian, it is even more important to comprehend the necessity of genuine spiritual community. Without it, we will dry up spiritually. While you may have had painful experiences that make you think this type of community doesn't exist, I can assure you that God has a place for you. It won't be filled with perfect people, but it will be a community of people who are praying for a greater comprehension of the gospel so they can love you well. You've been listening to the Prism Daily Podcast. If you would like more information about Prism Church, please visit our website, prismchurch.com.